to casting the spotlight episode number 115 and it is the start of a brand new year with our 2024 opener so as we say every year it's we're at that spot in the year where you still think it's last year you know we're still in that that in that zone you're used to saying last year this, last year that, but it's the start of a, a brand new yeah. year, so it's not quite last year, but the year before that, you know? 2024, man, we'll see, you know? That's all I gotta say. The rider strike, not that I'm not saying that wasn't what needed to happen. They thought they deserved more, you know? They did what they thought they should do, but could fuck up some movies here in 2024. Do you think, like, there's a lackluster amount of good quality stuff supposedly coming out? I mean, I think there's still going to be some big movies, some big blockbusters, but I think some of them were just held off to this year purposefully because they knew that 2024 was going to lack in that aspect if they didn't hold off some of these that were originally planned for last year. There's only, like, one... MCU slash like Marvel it's not really even in the MCU but Marvel film released in general next year and I think it's or this year it's supposed to be like Deadpool 3 with like Hugh Jackman Ryan Reynolds but like Deadpool's yeah. not really in with the MCU it'll be dope yet. to see Wolverine though and yeah. like I've been actually that's one of the movies that I'm rewatching is I'm like rewatching the X-Men <laughs> movies Oh, really? It's been, like, a long time, because I watched... All of them? The prequels and... Well, I'm I'm starting from the one that happened in 2000, and I just finished the trilogy in X2, and then uh, The Last Stand, so I watched those three, and then I guess... At this point, I don't know if I want to just skip around, or if I'm just like, maybe I should just power through and watch them all, I don't know. Like, I've watched First Class, but I don't, and I've watched, like, most of, I thought I watched most of Logan one time on, like, a flight. Yeah, Logan, I, like, have heard was dope, but I don't think I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I and think I've watched had, The Wolverine. He also had X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and then he yeah, had X-Men The Wolverine. Origins, the Wolverine. That's the next one technically up after the trilogy. And I'm like, should I watch that one or should I just skip to Wolverine? First Class, I remember being pretty dope. But then there was also, like, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. And that would have been him pretty young, I'm pretty sure. 
Which one? First class or? Yeah, he was only shown like near the tail end. Well, first class that. was all of them pretty young though. Mm-hmm. It was like the prequel to everything. Yeah, like those movies, I always kind of remember being a little inconsistent with like in quality. Like some of them are definitely better than others. <laughs> with yeah. the X Men's, I don't think I've ever seen to this day X Men, X Men United, and X Men like. Uh, the Last Stand. Yeah, they're not bad. Like, I flipped them on because they would always be on FX whenever other movies or shows would end and stuff like that. But I don't think I've ever, like, purposefully sat down and watched them all. And I probably should have because I always thought Hugh Jackman as Wolverine was awesome. Yeah. Like, he seems, he's just still, to this day now, they still do not want to give him up as Wolverine. Like, they're committed to, they're like, oh! I know he's, like, getting older and shit. Yeah. He's like, maybe we should do one more. Yeah. They're, like, squeezing him out for everything he's got. Yeah, those... I don't know, though. Like, I'm also a huge Wolverine fan. But, like, I feel like the Wolverine in that trilogy, I'm like... Bro, like, his action scenes are still really cool, and, like, Wolverine is cool. Which trilogy? The... First one, the X Men, Last oh, Wrath, and uh, okay. yeah, Last Stand or whatever. What was it? New Wrath or what was the name of X Two? New Wrath uh, United, or... I think. X-Men it was United. United like it was. It was X Men United, and then it was Last Stand. Yeah, but like the Jean Grey and Cyclops and Wolverine shit in that trilogy, I'm just like, this is cringy as fuck. Because like Cyclops and Jean Grey are already married, and then Wolverine's like, I love you, and shit, and then they, like, kind of have a little flirtatious thing, but then she's like, oh, you know, the girl flirts with the rebel, but she always goes with the bad, or with the good guy, and it's just like, well, then why the fuck would you flirt with him? This is just kind of weird, dude, and, like, Wolverine doesn't seem like the good guy, because he's, yeah. like, trying to steal this girl away from her husband and shit, I'm like... Dude, like, Why was this road in here? Like that. <laughs> See, in playing those games, I had like a Game Boy game for it back in the day, you know? Some sort of X-Men game. But like, I enjoyed playing as Cyclops, too. Like, I thought Cyclops was Cyclops awesome. was dope, and he was, yeah. like, through and through a hero. That's why you were yeah. like, well, I don't want to see Cyclops get fucked over. No. Like... <laughs> You're writing Wolverine kind of into a corner where you're like, you don't want to see him end up with the girl, but you also like Wolverine. When me and Stevens, uh, about a year and a half ago, like, whenever I first kind of moved in, uh, and whatnot, like, we did a list of our favorite Marvel characters, like, top ten, and I think we did, like, five uh, honorable mentions or something like that. Something like that. Top ten. Uh, taking into account all the Marvel films as a whole, they did the Toby Spider-Mans, the fucking X-Men movies, the Punisher, the all this and that, and like I had Wolverine listed as my number six out of my top like ten. Wolverine. He might be uh, my favorite Marvel character. I, don't I had Spider-Man at number one. But, I was gonna say I really like Batman and Superman, but they're DC. Well, that's man. yeah. This is Marvel. So I'm like thinking Marvel-wise, I'm like. I really like Wolverine, man. Hulk uh, is cool. I really like Thor. Yeah. I had a very ironic one because Spider-Man, like, top tier, number one for me, had, like, just... 
Yeah, I feel like a great origin story. He is the main. A lot of people really like. Yeah, of, in a lot of ways, it maybe Iron Man now is kind of like at, at the forefront. He too. wasn't though until Robert Downey Jr. No, I know. <laughs> and he wasn't. He was really back for the longest time. It was really Captain Hulk. America too. It was really for the longest time. It was really Hulk and Spider yeah. were really who it was uh, from the seventies, eighties, nineties, probably on for a while. Yeah. Um. But. And Captain America probably was earlier on than that, I would say. But whenever pop culture really took off in another way with TV and everything else, I feel like Spider-Man and Hulk for at least three decades were like number one and two. Oh, yeah. Probably interchangeably. But that Hulk TV show without Lou Ferrigno was like a big hit back in the day. And uh, I I don't know. I think Spider-Man like had so many movies made about him, but like I loved... And, like, yeah, like, each of them, especially, like, three, like, they have their faults and stuff, but, like, I love that trilogy still to this day, and I'll rewatch it. Yeah. It's great. Three's definitely not on the quality of one and two, but... No. Well, two's the best, I think. I think it is, too. Overall. It had, like, a lot of intensive storylines going on. The acting was, like, on fucking point. And, uh, like, Peter was dealing with a lot of shit in two by himself. Like, he was dealing with his stuff with his family and his aunt. In uh, reconciling what happened with his with his uncle, mm-hmm. he was had his relationship that he was trying to have with Mary Jane, even though she was supposedly getting married. And everything he was trying to be Spider Man, and he was trying to like maintain some sort of friendship with Harry, like and fight Doc Ock all at the same time. It was yeah. like he had to contend with so much shit <laughs> in two. I mean, he did in three also, I guess, uh, but like. He had, you saw him battling, like, on all fronts as a person and as Spider-Man, and too. And, like, it was really, because that was whenever he was going to give it up and everything as well. It seems like in every second one, there always, there's always a debate, oh, this is, this is the end of my fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Dark Knight, he's like, this, this day Batman is no more, blah, 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 blah. There's, like, every, like, well, second Well, even in one, the original Superman, <laughs> Superman 2... He, like, gives it up to be with Lois Lane because she's immortal and he can't be with a mortal as Superman. So he, like, yeah. gives up the power to be... It, it is kind of like a thing in the yeah. second one. The second one is always, they're, like, they're they're trying to fucking... They're trying to have the self-debate about if, if they should maintain the superhero status or not. Or just become a, yeah. a regular person. Um, and it's, like... As the viewer, though, of superhero <laughs> movies, you're like, why the fuck would you? Unless you got a shit power. Like Rogue in yeah. the X-Men. She can't touch people because her touch is like, it fucking damage. It like hurts people. Mm-hmm. Like that power person. would kind of suck because you couldn't really have relationships, anything like that. But like, most of the time with powers, it's like, that's the thing in X-Men. They're like, oh, they have mutations. And I get it if you're a regular person and you're like, oh, I want to kind of like, we can't run a democracy whenever there's people out here that can fucking blink and be on one side of the country to the other or that can fucking shoot fire from their hands or some shit, you know? But like, as a person with a power, why the fuck would you ever be like, I don't think I want this. Yeah. <laughs> I know? am Spider-Man. No more. <laughs> well, that was because he shouldn't, couldn't shoot webs and shit, too. Yeah. That, that would kind of fuck with you. Like, oh, well, that's fuck. the thing sometimes a superhero, like, 
lore too is they sort of lose the power for a minute over some shit that definitely happens a lot yeah where they're like something happens somehow to where they just fucking lose their power (laughs) it's kind of crazy because they like do the first one it's like oh they end with like alright I'm the sky and I know my purpose and then it always closes out with that kind of shit they're like they discover their shit they are him I'm gonna be him and then it just fucking (laughs) and then it like closes and you're like alright it's like ready for the next adventure and shit and then like the second one starts with him doing his shit and then at some point in like the second act he's like I don't want to do this anymore (laughs) (laughs) something happens Uh, that's just the early on yeah shakes you know where you're like fuck this but like honestly I thought and I thought the trailer to this day that they cut for Spider-Man 2 when Peter like when uh, Toby was him was one of the best trailers I've ever seen like it was probably between The Force Awakens uh, I think it was like the third Dark Knight Rises trailer they released and the Spider-Man 2 trailer were like my three maybe my three favorite trailers of all time and like they were fucking just I was like damn like they they made it it was just high stakes Spider-Man 2 it was like oh fuck because he was dealing with all these different relationships at the same time and he had to fight like you know Doc Ock and shit it was just like he had a Doc Ock was a pretty cool villain yeah yeah um and Alfred Molina was that guy that Indiana Jones basically he asked he tries to run off with Indy shit in Raiders of the Lost Ark at the very beginning the opening and yeah. then he gets fucked because of it. Yeah. That's him. That's who plays Doc Ock <laughs> later on. And Alfred Molina. And, uh... Like... I don't know. He, it was just... I thought the stakes... I thought everything was done really well in Spider-Man 2. And if you look to this day, it has high-ass ratings. Like, in almost everything that Marvel has done, the MCU or otherwise, X-Men, Fantastic Four... Ghost Rider, Deadpool, all of that taken into account even. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 is almost at the very top of the list still. Like in the top, almost everyone's top three of all of Marvel releases. On top of everything they've done. So it's like, I mean, if it holds that, if it holds up, it's 20 years old this year. It's still pretty damn good. Yeah, if that's it gets a lot of hate, but I feel like that's I don't think two does. Three, no. Just the trilogy in general, what Timed does. But yeah. I feel like it's because 3 is, like, what people are left with. And they're like, oh, that was a great... I just think, like, Topher Grace needed more time to play Venom because it was only, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie that he became him. Yeah. And it was just like, what the fuck? So some things might have just been rushed because they wanted it to just seem as big and epic as they always do to close a trilogy. But... So anyways, going back to my original point, I had Spider-Man number one, I had The Punisher at number two, <laughs> and that's how high, I like, but here's the other thing you gotta keep in mind, like a long time ago, like one of my, uh, like a family friend, uh, Jim, like gave me, like early fucking, early like Punisher uh, comics and shit like that, and there was like yeah. four of them in there, and like I read some of that shit on him, and I also saw the Thomas Jane movie, and like some of the other stuff and I was just like man the Punisher is fucking dope like it was and I was like I I don't know I would go as far as maybe saying he was 
at least this is what I thought whenever we listed them like a year and a half ago. I think I ranked Spider-Man 1, The Punisher 2, uh, Thor 3. Um, I think I actually, I, even all the to- shit I talked, I think I had Iron Man at 4 and Cap at 5 and Wolverine at 6. That's what I think my, like those top ones were. I'm trying to remember the other ones. Um... Yeah, I really like Wolverine. I like Thor. I like... Dude, honestly, Ghost Rider was dope. Yeah. I really like Ghost Rider a lot. I think he needs, like, another interpretation. There needs to be a new And I'm not even shitting on Nick Cage. There needs to be, like... it's That should be one of the fucking, like, Disney Plus series. Modern modern day, I feel like they really need to try it again. Because he only had those two movies. And... You know, it was like it was kind of done from there. So I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, uh, I I didn't know. I didn't know like when they were gonna make another one. And it's kind of surprising considering like they've made a lot of shit over again. Um, you know they've had several interpretations of Spider Man. They've had several movies with Captain America, with Iron Man. Like we've you've gotten to revisit a lot of different characters. Like, yeah. several times over. Um, so, it, it's just kind of like it's been 15 years, I think, I believe, since they made a Ghost Rider movie. And that was in... They made, like, in 07 and 09, I believe. With yeah, the, the 07 the one was ones. actually pretty dope. Mm-hmm. The 09 one wasn't bad. I think I saw that one in theaters. I might have seen them both in theaters. I think they need to... But I don't they know who they need to use. Do another one. But they could use somebody... Uh, that should definitely be a series. Yeah. Because that's kind of a darker, like, he's pretty... Yeah, that's a dark one. Yeah, he's pretty dope, too. Uh, but, I mean, I always loved the Punisher, man. Like, I thought the I thought the whole thing, like, with him having the military experience and coming back and just literally, like, taking guys out for... Especially, like, once they slaughtered his family because they find out what he did when he was in the military. Yeah. And took some of those guys out. Uh, <clears throat> like, I don't know. Just the story was fucking... Was insane. Like, I was just... I thought the Punisher was just awesome because he was... He was a major anti-hero, too. You know what I mean? He was, like... He did a lot of good things, too. And, obviously, I really like John Bernthal as, like, whenever he played Shane, or whenever he played uh, just multiple people. He was in The Wolf of Wall Street. He was in Snitch. He was in, like, a lot of yeah. different stuff. I, I thought he was a fucking fantastic Punisher. And they are supposed to be making a follow-up season to those two. And I would still recommend anybody watching those two seasons, because they were... Tremendous. Um, but I think he's a really good pick for it, for Frank Castle. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that fitting, for sure. So, we just got off on superheroes, man. Well, that happens, though. Mm-hmm. That's this podcast. But yeah, I John Bernthal, definitely, though. Like, if I would have imagined a Punisher, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's definitely a name... A, a pretty damn good casting choice. Yeah, I think so too. And they're supposed to can continue on with it. I hope picking up with the story, but uh, they're supposed to do season three. Because like Netflix had it, and now Disney like has the rights to it. I'm pretty sure Disney has the rights to fucking so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's like it's kind of a, a bummer but I'm also like whatever at least I guess it's, since we're in the age of streaming services all that shit will be on one thing you know what do you think of I don't know if you've been seeing articles pop up or what you'd heard but of like the Ray movie they're making for Star Wars because I've heard different things some people are like oh it's supposed to be episode 10 and then I've heard it's just it's not supposed to be an episode because they were supposed to be done yeah it's just gonna be a follow up film or maybe film trilogy depending on how it goes um it could be cool I guess but I mean it's supposed to be like 15 years after Rise of Skywalker apparently or 10, maybe 10, 15, something like that. She's I mean, supposed I'd, to be trying I'd, to rebuild I'd go the see it. Yeah. You know, I'd give it a shot, but... It could go either way. I mean, it's it's Disney Star Wars, you know? They've kind of hit it out of the park with the some of the TV shows and sort of missed the mark with the movies, but... It could go good. I mean, Ray was one of the like Ray and Kylo were the original characters they created that were pretty interesting and cool. Yeah, you know, I just think Ray. I just think like the good didn't deal with enough adversity this time around. I really don't. Yeah, it, it felt it like they felt won. Like they, they had a moment of peril and then they just overcame it. Real quick. It was it was like every movie ended up with and you need stakes in these movies. You know, you need like. Oh shit! Well, they kind of they built it all in one movie. It was like they faced some sort of peril from the enemy, and then they're like, "Oh, we got to do something." And then it was like the big thing at the end, and then they conquered it, and then like they were moving on to their next thing, and that was the end. And that was just kind of how they went with it every time, you know, instead of like having the evil prevail in at least one of them. I mean, yeah, I guess The Force Awakens, yeah, they didn't prevail there either. I mean, they they fucking got rid of uh, Starkiller Base. I mean, they blew it up. evil didn't prevail. Like, that was probably oh, the one that they prevailed the most in. But they didn't prevail in the end. Because Kylo kind of got his ass kicked by Rey, who had <laughs> never fucking used yeah. a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was like hot why? <laughs> and that was the thing and I liked Ray too. But, but I, it was still kinda like she's just kinda kicking ass immediately. Yeah. I just <laughs> I don't know. It felt like even though there was multiple directors in the original trilogy and then George Lucas in the in the prequels, it felt like it was part of all of one story, even if it had sections missing in between. Because it still was an ongoing story and like you know the whole Clone Wars had happened which was absolutely like, fantastic like the show was too mm-hmm. you know and there are so many good arcs in that I mean I still throw on those episodes like you know here and there just because yeah. I'm like that it was, it was just really well written and like the longer it went on the denser it got and like the better it got too because like there's a lot of parts of like season one or maybe even two that feel like more of like a kids kind of thing but, like, as they went on, like, the storyline, the plot thickened, and things got really, like, oh, shit. You know, it really felt like everything was going on for a reason you had to pay attention. But, like, you know, I don't know. The 
I guess the sequel trilogy was they were trying to appeal to like a larger audience and stuff, but you got to think like it's is a beloved franchise to a lot of people. We've talked about this before, and like I enjoyed going to the opening showings and all that, obviously like to, to those movies, but I don't know. I just I don't know if time is going to agree with them the same way they've. Well, there was way too many studio and director battles within the trilogy too where they just it seemed like they're like every movie they're like okay we'll take we're gonna take this in a new direction now Mm -hmm. so there was no consistency to the shit it just felt like they like tried to redo each other's work in every movie and it just didn't work out at all like tried to correct things and or make it change course to their idea yeah yeah alright I want to do this one it was just like, it was literally yeah, it's like, like kids playing with their action figures. It was yeah, like, it was. It's like, dude, this isn't your story to do this with. <laughs> it's to like follow an ongoing storyline. It's not just this is my film. Yeah, fuck your film. They were probably fans <laughs> of Star Wars, and they're like, well, I got a direction that I want to take it in that I think would be cool. And it's just like, that's not what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> If, if that's what you were gonna do, go fucking film an art house picture. <laughs> do your own shit. Ryan Johnson, Knives Out was fucking good, man. Stick to that shit. Don't come into Star Wars and fuck it up. <laughs> that's like crazy to think like somebody would come in and just try to do the, like their own thing. I'm gonna do my own thing. <laughs> it's like, and I can see wanting to do that as a fan. Like I wanna install some of my own shit into this lore and it's gonna be in the actual Star Wars lore now. But yeah. Don't take it too far. Yeah. And like some of the shit that JJ was building towards, I feel like, in seven, Ryan was just kinda like, ah oh, <laughs> fuck that. And what <laughs> what looking back would you say like what is like the single biggest beef you have with your decision making in the sequel trilogy. I don't know. Switching directors. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but you know. I just meant, like, storyline wise. Yeah, probably, I mean, a big part of it probably would be the way they handle Luke. That would be a big one. Not really having your good, you know, facing enough adversity against the evil. That was part of it. That was why you felt the way you felt because you really felt like you're like, oh man, like when they suffered a defeat in like the originals or the prequels, you were like, like you were like that was fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah, and they lost at the end of some movies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, shit. Or even Attack of the Clones, it was almost like you knew that, like, oh, they won the battle. But, like, whenever Yoda was like, victory, you say, you know, he's like, and he was talking about how, Just begun. Yeah, it was like, it was like, yeah, they may have won this battle, but, like, the ongoing... Uh, thickening of this plot, like it's not good news for the good side. You know what I mean? Because like the war only it's took be a war forever. Yeah, the war only took just way more Jedi, and like till they were vulnerable. Well, the war led to just them being completely overthrown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it was like 
you know, an overhead. It was a pawn game. Oh, yeah. You know? You can do Fast that whenever you're uh, playing for both sides. <laughs> yeah. Fucking genius, man. Also, I mean, it was fucked, but dude, it was genius. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, the Luke thing with the lightsaber, that was kind of like, okay, that was stupid. I don't know why that happened. Why just chucking it off the cliff? Mm. But also, <laughs> killing Snoke. Why did you kill Snoke? Yeah. I, you know what I thought was And like, then Kylo killed him and then continued to be bad. It was like... What I thought was bullshit was like... When they're like, uh, they tried saying after that happened, Snoke and everything, and they went back to JJ, they were like, well, Palpatine was always part of the uh, idea. Yeah. It's like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't fooling shit. Yeah. That's why like, eight and nine are at the bottom of the nine. Yeah, it's, <sighs> I don't know. I like Force Awakens. It all was downhill from there. <laughs> I know. You know what would be weird is, like, I, you know, I've said this before, I'm, like, showing, like, your kids or just whoever, like, the whole storyline, and, like, and then by the time they get to seven, it's, like, doing all these callbacks to four, and you're like, what the fuck are they doing this for? <laughs> but, like, just different things that they did, because, like, obviously because of the way they were released. Yeah. Um, it, but it was just set up perfectly with, like, Luke, hit her finding Luke at the end of Force Awakens, and you were like, and it wanted, it left you wanting more, because you were like, what? That was all you got out of Luke, but you also knew that you're like, I got two more movies. Oh, yeah. But that was the only reason you were okay with it, because you're like, what? As soon as they find him, it's over. Yep. You know? But yeah, that was okay. Seven was actually done really well for the most part. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but no. yeah, it, it was... It, it was, was certainly it was, the best it was, it was. It I, was. I really actually enjoyed Force Awakens a lot. Yeah. But, like... It, it, only ha- it only holds up to that great if they had followed up better. Yeah. It's like, that's what... That's, it doesn't necessarily, like, do what Halloween Resurrection did and pull, like, the other ones down or something, but, like, if the other... If they had fulfilled the direction it seemed like it was going, then it would have been like, oh, fuck, man. Like, what a trilogy. But it kind of went jagging and all over the place. It didn't really go from, like, oh, man, this is the base yeah, movie. No they were going to build escalation the of the plot. It was just kind of like fucking loopy loops. Yeah. It was just... Which is a bummer, because, like you said, I feel like the first six are going to hold up higher I than love, I love watching... And, like, that's the problem is, like... And Kylo was even, like, the dopest in Seven. And my, and my beef also is, like, man, Return of the Jedi, even though I don't necessarily think it's the strongest of, let's just say, even the first six, I'm not shitting on it by saying that. It's just there's going to be a one, there's going to be a six or whatever, but you're going to rank them however you rank them. And I love Return of the Jedi and a lot of things about it. But, like, what I will say for Return of the Jedi is it could not have ended more perfectly. Like, that whole third act, really. If you really want to break it down. And, like, and then it ended, and then the Force Ghost of Obi-Wan, Anakin, Yoda, like, everybody said goodbye, or, like, you know, to Luke, and it's just everybody celebrating and evil was defeated. It was, like, fucking perfect. 
Oh, yeah. The ending was perfect. Return of the Jedi, honestly, yeah, I feel like I've enjoyed more the more I've watched it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think so, too. It's probably gotten higher up there for me than it was for a while when I was just like, man, that was kind of (laughs) dumb. <laughs> it was solid though. It was. But it actually was really if good. If now yeah. you compare it to like the other trilogy too, you're like, wow, I know at least a few that it's better than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, dude, especially the third act though, I've always put over. And I'm not even saying like the other parts aren't great either. Or, like the speeder bike chase was breakthrough. That was dope in cinema too. That was a breakthrough like scene. Even though it definitely looks dated as fuck yeah. now. But. Like, uh, but like, the third act, when, like, by the time Darth and Luke got to his, like, throne room, like, all bets were off. Like, that was some insane drama. Oh, that was, yeah, that was cool. Like, with all that shit, like, whenever you... Palpatine was also <laughs> fantastic in six. <laughs> yeah. He was evil as... He was probably the most pissy in six. He was video. my favorite in six, probably, of his any interpretation. It was so funny. Uh, but... I don't know. Six like, and three were the best Palpatine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A new empire. <laughs> Your little band. Yeah. <laughs> Your pitiful little. Yeah. That was fantastic. My troops. <laughs> Surely you know your. F- your he's like, uh, what did he say? Your friends. He's like, oh yes, <laughs> they will die. <laughs> He's just so overly like confident and just like fuck you. And oh yeah. Six. He just but like whenever you think of an emperor, like that is like the first thing that comes to mind, especially the way he was in six, just on this gruel fucking with this hood over his oh, head, yeah. just. Uh, Evil as fuck. <laughs> Almost, yeah, to a funny point of evil. Like, Dr. Evil shit. Oh, yeah. It was, but it was great. It yeah. was like, dude, that's why he's among, like, he was an evil as fuck, like, purely evil, hateful, like, character, but he's probably, like, my number five favorite in all of Star Wars. Probably number five. The, well, Star Wars did a great job of having a lot of likable bad guys in their movies. Too. Yeah. Like, where you did like a lot. I mean, honestly, superhero movies are good about that, too. Like, you, there's a lot of villains, I think, that are pretty dope in superhero-like stuff. I would say my list is Obi-Wan, number one. Yoda, number two. Number three is either... Luke or possibly Anakin slash Vader. That's kind of interchangeable. Uh, but either one is maybe three. Maybe at this point, because I did say Luke a few years ago, but I don't know if that was just because of the hype of the sequel trilogy or what. So, I mean, I may say Anakin slash Darth at three. And Luke at four. And then Palpatine at five. And, like, that's probably my top five. Like, top five, you know. And beyond that, like, I think, like, Jin and Maul were in my top ten. Uh, a little after that, Princess Leia, Han Solo, and Ahsoka. I think that finished out my, my ten. In I don't know if that was the order, but it was something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would 
It's, it's a tough to rank. What's your top five, you think? You, you said Yoda. You're yeah, a Yoda Yoda's guy, one. right? Yeah. And then Anakin, Darth, two. And probably Obi-Wan, three. Luke, four. And Han, five, maybe. I think Han... I don't know if he was like my number six, seven, or eight whenever I like last did it, but he was in there. That's the thing. I also like the droids, man. Han's definitely my favorite character. Like that can't use the force slash has a lightsaber. In the, yeah. in all of Star Wars, probably. Like that that yeah. do, they doesn't have those. Yeah, abilities. he's just kind of like. The scumbag rebel dude that's just like happens to be on the good side in this circumstance. Yeah. But he was like a, an early interpretation of like what an anti hero is, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, I like Todd. But, you know, there was. Like, that's the thing about Star Wars is there is so many like recognizable, known, like in great characters. Like, it's based on. It's built so much on like how memorable a lot of the characters are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really is. Well, that's. I mean, it wouldn't have lasted. The legacy wouldn't be this big. There wouldn't be so much hype around mm. continuing new stories about shit that's fifty years old now. If it wasn't like a great set of original characters in an original world building, you know. I even said that to somebody recently is like even if they had never made anything past say like the George Lucas era say like they had made the first six Clone Wars and like a few other like just the whatever stuff but like it hadn't even been 2012 and like Disney never decided to do anything with it if it had just been like all of George Lucas's creations like the toys would have sold for another 50 fucking years easy yeah still like by themselves, without anything new being released, you know. Yeah, it's like because like that was how memorable the characters were, and like how identifiable like the weapons and like the lore and like the legacy of just how iconic Star Wars is. You know what I mean? It would have sold for a long time, anyway. Yeah, it was huge in the world of cinema. Mm-hmm. You know. It was Genre changing, for sure. Star Wars original trilogy. It was one of the movies that broke ground, like in history. If you look back, I mean, they and a lot of the characters added on later were cool too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the continuing to build the world, like it still works. Like even though the most recent trilogy like had a lot of its problems, like there was still good that came of it, and I was still excited mm-hmm. for everyone that came out. You know? Yeah. Like, I really was a fan of Kylo. Really liked that character. Babu Frick, best part of Nine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> BB-8 was a very likable droid. See, I liked... I really loved Ian McDiarmid. My, I had mixed feelings because I really loved him coming back as Palpatine because nobody played him better. But, like, at the same time, does that not undo, like, the dark sacrifice yeah. from Six and, like, bringing him back... It's hard because I love him playing that character, but, like, I'm also, like, humble enough to realize the sense of my fandom being, like, okay, but 
I like I love the character, but it was so perfectly done. Like, and even though it kind of hurts sometimes, like oh they killed him off, it still would have been possibly better to leave him and leave it the way it was. Well, know? yeah, because it was Darth's final arc back to Anakin. Yeah, like, and he defeated. You know, he yeah. still had conflict in him, but they had to do something for like Ray's origin. Why she was as powerful as she was, and which I guess I get, but even still, it's kind of like, man, I liked Ray's character too, but it was like her being a Palpatine had to kind of fuck up that arc. If you're gonna make her a Palpatine, I mean, I guess you could have made her a Palpatine and still not had him in it. That would have just explained. If they would have had, if they would have left her killing Chewbacca in that scene when she used the lightning, you could have still been like, somehow found out that she was a Palpatine, and that somebody could have. Then she would have just learned like she has to control her anger and control her power. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't have had to go to that lane. Oh, we gotta bring him back. He's even still Ghost in the depths. Even Ghost Luke could have told her that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he could have revealed. That he actually knew who she was and would not. Because, I mean, and it doesn't matter. I know that they're going to say, well, some people only watch this trilogy, blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't know. Palpatine bullshit, man. I mean, maybe, but guess what? Fuck them eight-year-olds. <laughs> this ain't about them. <laughs> well, if it was, they wouldn't have done so many nostalgia things to bring back all those kids, you know. And, yeah. like, the problem was I wanted Force Ghosts, too, at the end of 9, because I was like, well, we got Force Ghosts at the end of 6, and we only had three of them, so it's like, you gotta show us everybody. <laughs> you gotta show us something else. To they did the voices. Yeah. They did. But that was it. But the voices were kind of cool, He should have said unlimited power whenever he shocked, like, the How did he not? Too. I don't know. He, he, he should have... <laughs> How does he not? He did say, do it! Yeah. They had to still had some of his classic moments, but it was. He was like hooked up to a machine and shit, and there was a whole fucking army down there. Who the fuck were those people? Where the fuck did all these ships come from? How does he still have all this power lurking in a fucking cave? Who is, who is, like, who is maneuvering those ships, you know? So Osama bin Laden, he's just fucking operating from the depths in a cave. Just. <sighs> I don't know. It was fucked up, man. It, that, that, it was just, that was the thing that was a bother, too, is all these giant-ass ships and this crowd chanting in this cave. It's like, none of this was explained. Was this a vision? <laughs> All these people in the cave, was it like, was it spirits? What the fuck was it? Was it actual people? Was it just fucking demons? <laughs> they just, there was like no, it was just like he came with still all this like power and all these like people and these ships and it's like, how does he have all this shit? Yeah. People thought he's been dead for so long. <laughs> You just been planning this for I this will long? finish what you start. And the Wayfinder. That was a lazy ass name. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, it finds the way. It's the, the way, way finder. Oh Did you give me the bad the shits yet or no? No. Oh fuck. Okay. We can do one though. You want to okay. do one? Yeah, let's do one. Well, since we were kind of on the talk of them earlier, anyways, I don't have a better one at the moment. We'll go with them. What do you think about the X Men as a whole? Do you think they get their fair due, or do you think it's kind of just it's undeniably Wolverine show? Let's be real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the X-Men movies aren't presented that way. They do kind of all get their moments yeah. within it. But like... He's the one that shines. He's the... And he doesn't even have the strongest power. But he's the one that people talk about the most. You mm-hmm. know? He does, like, he can, he like, heal He has the most war, himself Oh, yeah. Like that. Um... You know, I, like, here's the thing. They've had several movies to do with the X-Men anyways, outside of even just showing Hugh Jackman and stuff, too. Like, so, I mean, it should be like, oh, okay, well, that's respectable. But, like, I feel like the MCU movies have gotten way more attention than any of the X-Men movies really ever got. Because That's why I'm going back and watching them all. Because I'm yeah. just like, I want to... Because I've always liked Wolverine a lot anyways. I have and I'm like, I, I just kind of want to... And dive into the X-Men. He probably would be higher, but I haven't seen the whole movies of a lot of those. Yeah. So I, I don't... So I couldn't really... how I was, too. I know I've seen a handful of them, but it's been a long time since I've seen yeah. any of them. So I couldn't really place him above six when we made our... And that's pretty fucking high, to be yeah. honest, for not, you know... Dude, I think because he hadn't had a solo in so long, I didn't even put the Incredible Hulk, and he should have been. He wasn't even in my top ten. That's because he hasn't. He's been hung up and... And he's had so much lore over the years. But, I've yeah, I've had... There's just... I couldn't find a... They can't do a Hulk movie. Yeah. uh, I think they figured that out finally, but I I just hope that they make something. You know, but it's just... It's later in the story now. At this point, it might not even be as good. It's past it. I know. Um, But... Trying to think of who my I think I put Green Goblin on one of my favorite Marvel characters. I think he was like number eight or something like that. Number he was nine. A cool villain. Uh, and he was I thought he was tremendous. Thanos was on my top ten too. He might have been number ten because I just thought Josh Brolin did such a good job even in those two movies. So like it could be based on comics, based on lore, based on the TV shows, based on the movies. Basically, everything in one is how we figured our top ten and the honorable mentions thing. I mean, Steven's yeah. in it. Um, but I think I had, like, Thanos maybe at, like, ten. I think I had Goblin at nine or eight. Um, Wolverine in there. I'm trying to think who else was in my top ten. I don't know if Wanda was up there, too, just because of she was in some interesting shit from, like, the Avengers movies and then also, like, some of the other stuff, the WandaVision show. So she might have been in there. I think Thanos was 10. Maybe she was 9. I want to say. Uh, Goblin was in there. And then, yeah, Wolverine, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Punisher, Spider-Man. But, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. But I mean, I, That's the thing, too. Now that I'm re-watching the X-Men, I'm like... They have their own set of all the X-Men, but they also have, like, the Brotherhood, which is the bad mutants, kind of, and they mm-hmm. have a lot of cool characters, too. I mean, 
like I said, that the movies are kind of inconsistent because some of them are not near as good as the others. And honestly, the Wolverine movies are probably some of the better ones. Like oh, the yeah. Wolverine and Logan. Oh yeah, I'm well, Logan sure would probably be some of the better. Very highly rated. But I need to watch Logan. And Logan doesn't even necessarily go in the X Men lore. It's more just a Wolverine solo story where he discovers another Wolverine. Damn, I want to watch those honestly now. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. I, I like. I want to watch a lot of that shit. But yeah, like Magneto is a kind of a cool villain, and uh, Juggernaut is pretty cool. Like they do have some cool villains in their lore too. But it's just like. Watching the movies, and they were enjoyable, they were like good watches, but they they weren't as memorable as they could have been, where it was just like, I feel like this could have been done a little better. But it was early into the Marvel shit, where some of the, like, Mm -hmm. earlier, the first trilogy was done before they even did any of the MCU shit. And then, like, Wolverine... Wolverine's movies and then some of the other X-Men that came out within the MCU were like just completely separated from it. They were kind of like the XCU where they were their own sort of timeline universe. But even those movies came out out of order or like in different timelines mm-hmm. and shit. So X-Men all movies, that stuff is just all over the place. The X-Men movies were all made before the first class and the prequel apocalypse and all that other stuff. Yeah, the original trilogy of them, yeah. And where does the Wolverine, does that stuff all come after the X-Men movies from the no, early it 2000s? No, it went the original trilogy and then X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and then Days of Future Past, no, and then uh, First Class, and then the Wolverine, and really? then Days of Future Past. And then Apocalypse. Really? Yeah. And then Logan. The first three before First Class? Yeah. The first three and Wolverine's origin before First Class. I didn't think that was the case. That's wild. <laughs> I thought First Class was just early Logan. I didn't think that, that anything had really happened too much yet. Yeah, it was a prequel to everything, I guess, because at that point, Professor X was But see, that's X why I thought it was number one. I thought it was maybe. before X-Men or X-Men 2 or X-Men 3. Well, it was released after. Yeah. But it, in the lore, it was earlier. But I thought you said it was after the original trilogy. You mean, like, the real time of release? Yeah. Okay. It came out because I was gonna say I would think chronologically because I'm like I'm pretty sure no, first yeah. class comes first before class was X, before X Men United yeah. or the last thing, and then Days of Future Past is kind of like a wacky one because I think that it's supposed to be like a clash of the timelines where present day meets the first class timeline. I'm just like. What the fuck? Such a wacky timeline. Marvel does that bullshit where they weave this fucking web of shit. And that's the thing. I've kind of disparaged them and shit on them on this podcast a time or two. And I do kind of stand by the claims I've made. Not that I don't like any of the stuff that they release ever. But it's like they try to go so dense and sometimes all over the place with their fucking timelines that it's like. How the fuck are you supposed to, like, I'm supposed to watch this shit as it comes out, but then re-watch it chronic. Fuck you guys, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that... They're probably underrated because they haven't they, they haven't gotten quite the attention that the rest of what's considered in the MCU has gotten. There's other people outside of that that haven't gotten quite the attention either. I mean, the Punisher's gotten a lot of attention, but like, in a lot of ways he hasn't. The Fantastic Four, in a lot of ways they haven't. Um, Deadpool, in a lot of ways, has gotten attention. You know, like all of them that I just named have gotten attention, but the MCU and the ongoing storyline has gotten the most attention overall. Yeah. Even if some of the more recent films have gotten shit on, which they have, but still, the whole thing has gotten way more eyes on it than these other teams, solo heroes, or other characters on the side. Yeah, even though they've got, you know what I mean, they're due. Mm-hmm. It's still if Deadpool, not being part of the MCU is kind of if Deadpool them. had not been successful as a rated R film whenever it came out, I don't think you would have gotten Logan yeah. rated R, and I don't think you would have gotten Joker as a rated R film either. Yeah, to be honest, uh, even though it's DC and Marvel, um, it's just I think I don't think it would have gone down that way. Yeah, I would probably say they're underrated, too, for the fact that I feel like their lore could be, if it was done right, like, a movie or a show interpretation of them could be really sick. I'm not... But I just, I don't feel like it's necessarily hit the mark that it could mm-hmm. yet. And not that Wolverines hasn't, because apparently, like, I haven't seen it, but I've heard Logan is fantastic and I'm going to watch it soon. What did you and watch? Wolverine was good. What have you watched so far? The... Trilogy, the first trilogy, the ones the two thousand. I think it was it was two thousand oh three and oh six. Yeah, yeah. And the oh six one was like the first one that had the after credit scene too. Mm. Interesting. So I wonder if that started all that. Maybe. Might have been the first one to have it. Do you uh, want to get into one, or should we take a break here? Um, I'm down to take a break if you want real quick. All right. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back with you. This is the 2024 opener of Casting the Spotlight. Stick with us.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are now back with the good, the bad, and the shits in our 2024 opener of the year. It is episode 115. I guess I'm up. Oh yeah. I guess I am up back into it and ready to go. Alright, how about this? What do you think of the 2023, now I guess 24 as well? Buffalo Bills playoff chances. After the year they've had, what are they now? Eleven and six. They're ending the year on. That's yeah. kind of fucking wild compared to. They were what seven and six at one point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I said a couple weeks back that I think if they make the playoffs, that they could be one of their years with a better chance than recently because recently they've came in with all these eyes on them. As all this team should go far, and then they disappoint. This is the kind of year where people are like, "Oh, the Bills aren't what they have been this year," and now they're hot going into the playoffs, but they're kind of under the radar still because they're not the team that everybody's really talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. So, in that aspect, I would say their chances are a little underrated. In all reality, like. Being the team that doesn't have all the focus on you and not having the best record kind of comes to your advantage when it comes to the playoffs. I'm mean, Not necessarily the not having the best record, but not having all the eyes on you does come to your advantage. The best teams in the league are going to have the most eyes on them in the playoffs because if they get beat in a divisional round or a conference round, it's, a, it's an upset. Like if the Ravens or the 49ers lost, it'd be a pretty big deal. In, the, in their first game. Could happen, but it would be a pretty big deal nonetheless. Whereas the Bills, they're kind of in a good position because they ended up at a pretty nice seed. I'm pretty sure they get a, yeah, they get a home game in the wild card round. Who did they draw in the wild card? The Steelers. Yeah. They get the Steelers at home in the first round. That should... That should theoretically be a win. Like I said, they're on a win streak right now. They're hot, and they'll play the winner of the Chiefs and Dolphins. And that whoever wins out of the that could be a tougher matchup. But Bills, I I honestly think it's a little underrated. Like, think? I feel like this year, I feel slightly more confident than I did in their ability than I did in the previous years. Because, like I said, the previous years, yeah, they had the record to prove it. But it seemed sort of faulty. Where it was like, I expected them to go further than they did. But I was like, you know, they got too much attention on them and they've disappointed in the playoffs time and time again now. Mm -hmm. This year, they don't have that attention. And I think that could really work to their advantage because... Not having the hype. Yeah, not as many people talking about them, but they're like kind of quietly on this really big hot streak right now. It's kind of like what we talked about on the last episode, like the wrap-up of 2023. Like, I don't know who has the... I really don't know who has the upper hand, you know what I mean, going into it. Like, I mean, you can make a debate about... The Cowboys and Ravens, but last episode I pointed well, the out Niners my, too. I, I pointed out, yeah, and I pointed out my faults with uh, the Cowboys and the Ravens. Like they may have won a lot of games, but have they really proved it in the playoff sense? Like, can they actually go in this year 
and hold their own against credible teams. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens have a good chance in the AFC, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. The NFC, yeah, it feels like it can go any way. I feel like the Niners might have the best chance. I'd like to see the Cowboys get there, but it's not going to be an easy road. I don't think it's an easy road for anybody, necessarily, this year. Like, it really, you could make a point for pretty much any team, besides... And, I mean, the Eagles could still turn it back into the Eagles and turn it around, but I don't know what's going on with that team. But you also The got, Eagles have looked horrible. You've also got a weeks. lot of different factors, too. Like, you also got the winner out of Dallas and Green Bay plays L.A. or Detroit, Detroit yeah. so... I mean, I feel like the Rams kind of crept the fuck in there, too. They did, but that's going to be a huge game because it's Matt Stafford's homecoming to Detroit, and it's also Jared Goff's revenge against L.A. So yeah. it's like a lot that's, of stuff going on in that that's game. That's going to be a wild game. <clears throat> I mean, who do you think, like, like what happens, you know? Does L.A. not have it, and it's been more Detroit's year, or what's well, going on? LA's looked good recently, and mm-hmm. Detroit, their defense has not looked great this year, really. I think that LA stands a better chance than people are thinking they might. I don't necessarily know if I'm going to pick them personally. I mean, I would rather see the Lions win, uh-huh. but like, I'm still going to predict the Lions, but I could easily see the debate for the Rams winning that game. Mm. That could be da- that could be a dangerous game too. And you said you thought the Bucks over the Eagles? The Eagles have been on a horrible skid recently. I don't know what's going on with them. Like they do the last 2 weeks in games that they played starters and were actually trying to win. They've lost to the Cardinals and the Giants in back-to-back weeks. Entering the playoffs, but they've looked. Did they just weak. lose? Yeah, they lost to the Giants, but yeah. they also didn't play. Who all did they not play? Well, they, they played, played a lot of their starters for a lot of the game because they were still them and the Cowboys were still fighting for winning that division. Oh yeah, and they lost. They had the division lead, and they just gave it up because they lost three straight at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys took it from them. It's like, I don't know what's going on with that team, but it just seems like they can't get anything going in the right direction recently. So I, I feel, and they're playing in Tampa. I think that could be the upset pick of the week. Like, I don't, there could be a lot of, I don't even know if any, it would be an upset or if any of these games would be an upset at this point, but I am kind of leaning towards the debate for the Bucks right now mm-hmm. to win that game. It might happen, and then they play the Niners, whoever. Yeah, and it's it, it could be a rough road for either team that wins that game. The Niners are, are, are more than likely getting to at least the NFC Championship. Yeah. Yeah, it's... More than likely. But I, I, Yeah, I would assume that they could beat the Bucks or the Eagles in the Divisional. Mm-hmm. That would be my assumption, and they're playing in, at home. I don't necessarily like that over either team, no. but I think that they might. I think win. that they'd beat them. Yeah, but 
This is the playoffs, and it goes differently than the regular season. So anything could it's, really happen. I think it'd be very hard for you to see another Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl this year, I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's not looking that way. At, and what's crazy is midway through the year, it was looking that way. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's looking like the front runner. Now that we're actually in the playoffs, both of those teams have slumped in the second half of the season. So it's it's kind of a... I don't know. It's it's it'll be. I mean, they both still made the playoffs. Yeah, they both still changed. have a viable chance, but it's not looking or feeling like either of their years. Yeah, just with how things have gone here at the end. What do you um? What's your prediction for the Texans Browns? You think Flacco is gonna fucking get them there? Think he's gonna conquer well, the I Texans? Love, I, Big Brown supporter. I've worn my Brown shirt two weeks in a row. You know, or another Brown shirt this week. Yeah, but so yeah, I'm going Browns. You got you got both your top two teams. You got and I got three the of your favorite yeah. teams in the playoffs this year. Yeah, it's it's a good year. I mean, hell, you got the Packers and the Bucks in there. Yeah, man, I don't even know who my favorite team is on this fucking AFC side. Out of who's in there. Um, not that I like don't like any of the teams, but I, I don't really know how I would say. I mean, I like the Dolphins. I like the, you know, I mean, I like the Chiefs, but I'm not a like a Chiefs kingdom like fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like a like all fucking high and yeah. mighty Chiefs person. Yeah, I like them. I, but I like players on the Chiefs. Yeah. But I root against them a lot. I feel like in the playoffs. I guess I guess I do like the Ravens a decent bit. So I mean, it's probably the Ravens and the Dolphins. I probably like prefer more than anybody else on that side currently, and definitely the Bucks and the the Packers on this side. But I mean, I really like. I mean, I like the Lions also. I like the Eagles. The Rams are fine. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Niners, but I respect how damn good they have been. Yeah. For the most part of the year, so it. I mean, I had a lot of players in fantasy on their team too. Well, they had a lot of good players. They did. They, their offense is absolutely stacked. Yeah. And they still have a good defense. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're just. I mean, solid. They got, they're a solid team. They got destroyed a few weeks ago, didn't they? By who? The Ravens. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was a Christmas Day. That was Brock Purdy's worst game. His career. Was it? Yeah. But, I mean... I don't necessarily think we're looking at... Uh, some people are saying a Niners-Ravens Super Bowl. I don't know about that. I mean, that would be, on paper, the most likely option at this point because of the number one seeds in each conference. Yeah. So, the road to the Super Bowl goes through their cities because they're going to get home field all the way through Yeah. to the Super Bowl. But... That doesn't mean anything. They could both those teams could be out after the divisional round. The crowd could go silent, like, and then yeah, everything would be altered if the one seeds lost like their first game. That'd yeah, be insane. But that's where the buy really comes into play because you're automatically, you know, in the final eight. You know, you don't have to fight your way through that extra game. You get a week of recovery. Mm-hmm. So I. I what was your topic, and what did I say? 
I said the Buffalo Bills. Oh yeah, yeah. like basically this season chances. Yeah, I said a little playoff chances. Because I know I said the Dallas Cowboys won a few weeks ago. Um, and, and the Cowboys like, theoretically they're the number two seed the NFC right now, so they get home field unless they face the Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could go far too, but. What happens if the Packers fucking eliminate them first round? That'd be wild. <laughs> I would be highly disappointed. <laughs> I would definitely... any. That's the thing. Any of my teams that could get eliminated this round, I'll be against the team that eliminates them. That's just how it goes in the playoffs. Yeah. Once the Dolphins... Like, once the Dolphins play the Chiefs, Chiefs win, it's automatically fucked Chiefs. You know? It's just how it goes, man. Remember the year... That the fucking Niners beat the Cowboys <laughs> and then beat the Packers. Yeah. We were both like, fuck that the was 49ers. Shit. That was shit. <laughs> yeah, I. it's going to be a tough road. It's like, it is a... Uh, I would say it, it is an unexpected playoff picture in oh so many ways. You know, you got the Packers involved still without Aaron Rodgers. You got the Bucks involved still without Tom Brady. Like... Like, Dallas had a respectable year. The Bills had a respectable year. Like, it wasn't... The Chiefs did not have as good of a year as they normally have. No. So, it's like... There's a lot of things altered. The Browns are still in it somehow after thinking multiple times this season they were done. Dude, Kevin Stefanski could win Coach of the Year for that. Like, like he, he They should have had a chance of slashed twice. He found this. a way to get them into the playoffs and be a double-digit win team when all his stars injured on the offense, pretty much. Mm-hmm. They have to be the two highest-paid players. Yeah. I would think. I mean, Miles Garrett probably gets a sum, but I don't know if his college rookie contract's up. I, I, it's got to be by now. Um, Man, I... Well, you want to roll into mine since it's just football, too? Yeah. Might as well. Uh, well, I hate to even bring him up because I'm clearly a Dolphins fan and I'm rooting for them in the playoffs here. But Tua. So last name, it's hard to say. I've heard Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. I've heard recently that the pr- correct way to pronounce it is Tanga Bayola. Tanga Bayola. Because hmm. it's oh, Samoan. It. Tua Tanga. I just call him Tua Tags. It's yeah. easiest. <laughs> but what do you think? Like, Because earlier in this year, there was talks of him in MVP discussion. I definitely don't think that that's there now. Do you feel like he's the Miami's guy going forward? Do you feel like he's the franchise QB? He or- feels like it. In, in, I, in, as in, much I as I know. do like him and I like the Dolphins, there's just like last week, for example, all they had to do was win their game. I mean, they were playing the Bills, granted, but they were within a touchdown. Their defense did everything they could that game. To uh, in the last drive, it just looked like his decision making, like it wasn't up to the caliber of like a player what a player needs to be, like a championship quarterback that can play in the crunch time, pressure some moments, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Tua's a great quarterback. I've seen him do 
great things on the field. Like, some of his passes are perfect. But it's like there's moments like that where, like, the game's on the line and he just, like, it feels like he chokes out on the field. And you're just like, I, think I don't know got, if they're going to get better. I don't know. Is. He's got, like, the balls, but he, you know, with his passes and his crazy some of the stuff that he does, but I, he, he like, I don't know if he's, like, I don't know. I feel like he can whip something out crazy, but can he just go shot for shot with you until the very end, like, through this long of a playoff? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if he, well, we're going to see this week, like, if he goes up against the Mahomes in a playoff scenario. I can like, see him one-offing. Perhaps taking him down, but like, can he keep that up for multiple games? Yeah, when he faces, uh, you know, Lamar he's like, and he's kind of like a gunslinger in a way. Like he'll fucking go out. Well, and he's have got like Tyreek. Old... You have to be when you have yeah. Tyreek. You got to bomb the ball because that dude can move. He's got, I like, I just think it's almost like too inconsistent to have too true of a belief in him. You know what I mean? To be like. Yeah. It's it's almost like, well, yeah, yeah, he hasn't shown the year long, season long consistency of like, uh, yeah, okay, this is the guy that will be the guy moving forward he for the feels next eight years. Miami, you know? like he feels Dolphin, like he feels like he's kind of in that position for yeah. a reason. It though. feels like he's home there, and like I said, I don't know if like. At this point, he's good enough to where I can say I don't know if they could get better than what they have in him right now through a draft pick or through yeah. who else is available quarterback. Like, I don't even know if they could trade and it work out better than what he's doing down there. But, like, I, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, and I want him to prove me wrong because I am a fan of his. And I really like the Dolphins, but it's like, I still need to be proven that he has what it takes in big game scenarios. Mm. This is what's very interesting, very interesting about this time of year, too, is because these decisions with the head coaches, with the quarterbacks, with the jobs on the line and shit like that, this is where people really get shown if they're fitted to their position or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're suitable... To be the guy going forward, can you handle the pressure? Can you fucking? Are you gonna make mistakes in a big spot scenario of games that you need to win? And I mean, it will happen to guys, you know. Yeah. Some oh the, yeah. Some of the greatest players have some terrible showings in the playoffs. Here's the thing: what if happens. Lamar gets eliminated the very first round? Is it gonna be like, oh, once again? He can't handle the fucking. He can he can win throughout the season, but he can't handle the big. That's what's tough about it too. Is it depends on how the game goes because it, it might not be Lamar's fault even if be. they lose, but it will come back on because yeah. that's what happens when you're the quarterback. Yeah, you're you, know? you got a lot of attention on you for better or worse. So like it could be the defense that blows the game, but it'll still be like Lamar couldn't get he it didn't done do in the enough. Playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And the thing is, the Bucks, as far as I can tell, love Baker. Like, it's like, oh shit, they he signed yeah. like a contract extension, didn't he? But like, they probably a lot of them didn't even expect to be here. No. That, so well, the same with the Rams. Nobody predicted Bucks, Rams, or Packers to make the playoffs. You no. Know, 
Or I, the Texans. I will go on record. The Texans, I, for sure. At one point in the year, it was hard for me to see past the Packers being better than five and twelve. Yeah, I didn't know if they were going to be better than that, and I'll admit that Jordan like, Love that, in his first year as the starter making it to the playoffs is not a bad look. You know, even no. if they get booted in the first round it's by the hilarious. Cowboys, which I hope, it's not a bad look. He found a way with the young, the youngest team in the NFL, yeah, to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, and this is after Rodgers' departure, and like it was funny because a lot of the Chicago Bears fans were like. You see on their pages or just their bullshit. Like for some reason, some of them pop up on my shit, and I'm like, oh my god! And I don't even talk, talk shit. About no, I really. Say you talk about the Bears, and they're like, oh, he's interested in the Bears. But what happens is they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna get him this time. We're gonna blah blah. It's funny because they shut him down like both times they played him this year. Not shut him down, but they they beat him both times. Once again, kept the ownership in place. You know. Is the Bears, man? They're just always. They're just gonna keep being the Bears. Yeah, I don't know. It's brutal. They ended up. They ended up still being like seven and twelve they, or seven and ten. Yeah, they weren't bad this year. They were better than I thought they'd be. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were gonna win fucking four games at best. Dude, and that's the thing. I don't think Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. I just think. I don't know what like quarterbacks can't be their full potential on the Bears or something like. You know Justin Jefferson at age like twenty five already broke the wide receiver record longer than any Bears player ever has in history. He has more receiving yards at the age of twenty five this far into his career than any Bears wide receiver in history. I mean he probably has more than Multiple teams, any receiver in history, though. <coughs> that was the only one I saw this game for, so I had I felt the need to talk to shit. Yeah, you just hate the Bears. They're just little <laughs> bitches, man. Well, and I, th- I think it's the same thing with certain teams. The Bears fans man. are annoying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, at this point, they know, though, too. They just, they're living in the agony of it. It's not like they're like, it's the be- the Bears are the best team in the NFL. But no, no, no Bears fan says that. And the thing is about Dallas or, like, Pittsburgh is, like, their teams still make the playoffs now and then. Well, basically every year. So, they they just now the don't Patriots make Patriots had one of the worst years they've ever had, like, this year. It was fucking <coughs> yeah. brutal. They, they were, what, four? Looks like four time was 12? the reason that fucking fort was well, staying together. Well, Bill, he's leaving, most likely. Yeah. So he'll be potentially. I've heard a few potentials, but think he's staying in then as the head coach. Most likely, Mm -hmm. I don't know where he'll end up. Chargers, Jets. (sighs) Boy, the Chargers never can seem to be what they were supposed to be. It seems like they've been that way forever. Even when they had Phillip Rivers and LaDainian Tomlinson, it was like they were a great team and they made it to the playoffs, but it was always just the same deal with the Chargers. They always lose in the championship game or the divisional. And, yeah, even under Herbert. That's why I said when on Ian's podcast, Herbert is like the Phillip Rivers because he, he's – 
a great talent, but he just is on the Chargers and just can't really. He's kind of treading water there. Like mm-hmm. he's still talked about as one of the great quarterbacks of this generation, but he's just not reaching the championship level like some of the guys because he's just the Chargers. The Chargers. I don't know. <laughs> No, no, I don't hate it's, that team either. Man. I don't either. I kind of like them, but it's not looking. Their defense sucked this year, though. Yeah, <laughs> sucked. They were bad. <laughs> it was a big reason for. So there was teams that put up forty plus points so on them. What was yours? Times. Two up, just in no. trying to think of like what the perception like what the outlook on him is you know it is a little tough because some people kind of talk about him overrated and then like I said earlier on he was in the MVP discussion like I feel like he gets his due in the aspect of like people realize he's a good enough quarterback to be a starter and he is the Dolphins guy and he, mm-hmm. he led him to the playoffs this year like he's a good, I think he's he a good quarterback at least for now I mean, like, who are you better, like you were saying, who are they going to draft? Who are they going to... But I don't know, like, who are they going to... Is he on the level of some of the... Yeah, that's the thing. His is kind of, like, harder to sort of predict. Because he can out-duel these these great quarterbacks. And then, you know, he's got other games that he's just atrocious. Like, that they're... Well, they they just... Or Or even that games that will hang in it with some really good teams, but then when the moment comes where he's got to fucking pull something out, he can't do it, you know? So it's just like... It's hard... It's still early enough to judge in his career. Like, it could go any direction, you know? But... I'm a fan. I like him, and I want to see him do great on Miami. I'd probably say a fair perception on him, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would probably say that, too. Because I think it's just not consistent enough to have... Like a a whole-found belief in him to be like, No, fuck you guys. He's got what it takes. Like, we'll see. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not necessarily if he loses the, you know one, two games out, however many, three, that he just doesn't have it. It's just kind of like, it, I mean, it depends on how the gameplay goes and if he actually has success in the games or if he sticks with the other team and the other team's quarterback or if they just get fucking killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe they come in and, and he slings it. Like, I don't know. I mean, they're on the road in KC, so that's a little tougher. And yeah. this upcoming game, that's going to be kind of tough. What playing. seed did the Chiefs even get? I Four? Yeah, I don't know. Did they win that division? They had uh, one, right? Maybe. I have it pulled up. Yeah, I feel like they're the four seed, but... Yeah, they did. So, Chargers went 5-12. and 12. Yeah. Well, Herbert, did he even play anywhere? They got killed. I think he got hurt and was out the rest of the season. The final however many games. But I think that he stands a chance to really prove something in this game against the Chiefs, too, because he could capitalize on already kind of a wounded Chiefs team. 
mm-hmm. and really like shut him down on the road in this first game, and it could be a big thing. But well, like, you know, you know if he's got to do it, you know what happens though if, if the the Dolphins win. Huh. The refs fuck the Chiefs, man. Yeah. Well, that's going to be any <laughs> any of the playoff games if they're close. If any game comes close this weekend, there's going to be the refs fuck this game up talk online. <laughs> True. And I mean, the refs do fuck stuff up sometimes. I will. That's undeniable. The refs stand in the way of the game. Doesn't mean you eating potato chips on your couch could have called a better game. No. <laughs> but there are times where it's like the game should not come down to a ref's decision. Yeah. That just is going to leave a bad taste in people's mouth. But the refs shouldn't stand in. Or, like, whenever a final play of a game happens and the ref's like, oh, hey, he, so was, like he was lined up wrong yeah. or whatever. It's like, it's just, even if this other team stops him now and wins the game, it's going to leave a sour taste in everybody's mouth. And everybody's going to be like, well, they fucked him. It's just how it's going to go for the rest of the time. Well, for the next ten years until they outlaw <laughs> football. Yeah. Brendan said whatever they were on a few years ago or whatever. He's like, he said three. It was going to shut down in three Dude, years. Brendan. Yeah. What's Brendan? Michelson. He said that in like 2021. That it was going to end well, in three years. He's got this season to prove it. <laughs> if they don't shut it down after this Super Bowl. <laughs> Knock on wood. Fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be shitty. Something would have to go just fucking detrimentally wrong. Oh, yeah. It and I don't to, even know it if would they have would have to have, like, three players die in a game or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awful. It would be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It would have to have... There would be have to have an extreme, I feel like, circumstance for it even to... There's just... And there's the thing is, if there, it tells us one thing, is, like, a lot of times there's, like... Uh, where the money is, it's like they don't. There's not always heart where the money is. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh fuck, we can cash in on this. I mean, I'm not even saying it's like a, it's a it's a business, but like at the end of the day, if they're making head and shoulders above almost any other league and money and shit in the NFL, they're not gonna shut the shit down. Like as long as they can find ways to protect you know their players better than like concussions have gone down. It, it still seems like there's a lot, but it's also they're hitting each other so fucking hard. It's going to happen. Yeah. But they have gone down compared to what they were five, ten years ago. You know? Yeah, and there's also players that are just a little dirtier than other players. Some players try to take you out of the legs and do shit. You know what I mean? Like, Some still believe it's a rough sport. This is what it's fucking for. I mean, yeah, there's it is a contact sport. It is going to be a little rough. But some players literally are just vicious and malicious for the point of doing so. Mm-hmm. Like, Ndamukong Sue was that way, Vector Perfect was that way, like, guys that just fucking don't care to get a personal foul called on them every now and then. Like, I think I remember, I saw some video a while back that, like, Victor Perfect, like, he had, in 38 college football games that he played... He had 23 personal fouls called on him in 38 games. <laughs> Damn. 
He was labeled like the meanest man in college. And then he got drafted by the Bengals, even though he failed a drug test. What was his combine. name that Mike Evans has a big issue with? Uh, Lattimore? What's his, oh, what's yeah. his first name? Yeah. I like the Saints? Marcus. Is it Marcus Lattimore? They just, uh, they've had a thing like going on for years. Oh, really. yeah. But then uh, fucking Mike Evans had like, he got suspended a game last year, which they could have really, I think they ended up losing the game that he was suspended. Not that it all relied on him. But I always have liked Evans and Godwin, and like they were there before Brady, and they were there, you know, a little after and shit. But yeah, they're there now. Yeah. So I hope that they still get their time to shine regardless. I mean, we'll see what Baker can do. I'm not going to count him out yet. I just didn't necessarily expect the I've Bucks. always been a Baker fan, so or I'm the glad Packers he's getting out there. Yeah. I'm glad Baker's getting another chance at being a starter somewhere, and he made the mm-hmm. playoffs. That's why, yeah. they. I mean, they signed him to another deal. Yeah. Like two years or something. It's a pretty sizable contract. For, like, what you think, you know. They all are now. Every player. Yeah. If they get a But it's not like Baker's like, oh, man, he's, you know. Yeah, he's not going to make the elite numbers. But, I mean, if you're in the NFL as a starter, as a quarterback especially, you're going to make decent money. You got a second one for me here? It's very hard to fucking be quarterback as a starter. Oh, yeah. And to keep that job. <laughs> it takes a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, um, let me throw one at you. What do you think of AJ Styles' WWE run in his career? He's been there now, what, since Rumble 2016, so he's been there almost seven years. After his, you know, TNA days, he wrestled ROH. I mean, hell, he wrestled a little bit in WCW way back in the day, but that's it wasn't much. Um, but this is his seventh year, I guess, going into or yeah, maybe sixteen. No, this is like almost eight years he's been in. That's wild. Yeah, twenty twenty three. He wasn't around much. No, and the thing is, is like I feel. Like, at first, I feel like he was presented as a big deal. Like, he's still, he's got a title shot right now. But sometimes I don't feel like he's utilized the way we didn't see this long of a Roman reign happening either. But sometimes I don't feel like. That kind of cut into it, for sure. For a lot lot of guys, yeah. I thought Edge was going to hold the belt when he was still there. Yeah, I definitely did. Like, that almost felt like a given to me. I was like, oh, that's going to happen. He'll get one more run with it. Yeah. yeah, it didn't happen at all. Nope. Yeah, that's what's kind of a bummer about Roman's long run is that you did kind of miss out on some of these things. Mm. I mean, he part, in part it kind of made it easy to keep the belt on him because he held it through a pandemic when he didn't really have to defend it like too much. Yeah, that's... I mean... That's what was always the, like, they still talk about that with Drew, how he had the WWE title through the pandemic, but then he's never really had a run like that since the Thunderdome era, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. he never got that run outside of pandemic times. 
that's kind of shitty for him, you know. I mean, at yeah. least he got that run, but still kind of rough. But I think AJ and W like he's had some. I, there was a point in time nobody thought that would ever happen, and he's had some awesome matches there. Like I don't think that's at all to be underestimated. He's had. I just feel like his WWE run has been slightly inconsistent. I think so, too. Like, he's had some really awesome matches, some awesome rivalries. There's been a lot of really cool stuff that came from him coming to WWE. Then there was also that, like, four- or five-month rivalry with Shinsuke over the kick in the balls thing. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was... <laughs> That was the same thing with Shinsuke, too. Shinsuke's awesome. Why, like, some of the rivalries he gets thrown in sometimes, I'm just like, what the fuck are they doing that with did, him? Wasn't that his Mania match? It was him and Shinsuke, yeah. And then they didn't have him win it, but they also didn't have... It was like... Well, that was a letdown of a Mania match, because everybody was like, oh, division. these two it together at Mania been. should be dope. But then it just it didn't live up to the hype. Unless Vince was like, no, tone it down, pal. <laughs> the best match is gotta be Brock <laughs> and like Roman and shit. Brock and Roman two or three. Nobody gives a damn. <laughs> yeah, you, dude, that was the mania Why? main event like fucking four times. <laughs> <You> like, turned <laughs> all into the kick of the balls thing, dude. Yeah, they did. did it. They did that for so long that year. It was like, oh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna shake it. Now I'll kick you in the balls. And it's like, look it, what happened that whole last rivalry week. Was based on kicking yeah. each other in the nutsack. It was like, oh, remember last month when Shinsuke kicked AJ Styles in the balls? <laughs> well, he's gonna set out this month to kick Shinsuke in the balls, and it's gonna be legal because it'll be no disqualification. It's like, we're still doing this. Yeah, that was wild. What the, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird like over one. Nut shot. You built a four-month rivalry. They had, like, four matches against each other, <laughs> and Shinsuke, like, never won the belt, did he? Shinsuke never wins the belt. He has, always has these long rivalries. He had one with Seth over this last year for the belt, and he <laughs> faced him, like, three times and never won the belt. Yeah. It just, that's just... He gets put in that spot a lot where they're like, you're the main event caliber guy to where you can believably face... The dude holding the belt, but we don't want you to win the belt. We just want you to hold up some time till this we can build to this. Shinsuke's always the guy they put in that spot. Mm-hmm. But like you can get in a rivalry with him here for a couple months until this comes around, because that's what he's doing with Cody right now. He's like doing a little thing with Cody. <laughs> Man, what is gonna happen with this shit? Like, does The Rock face Roman at Elimination Chamber? Does would they blow that at Chamber though? That's like I know they want to make it big because it's Australia. It's, it's, it's their first that would be the reason. Live but, event over there, like premium live event, over, like it's a big deal. But it state wise, where that would also be a huge match. Rock and Roman, like in the Rock, made it's it. gonna be at like eight a.m. here. He made I know, and, <laughs> and I know, and that's the thing. And he made like a uh, you know he made indicators towards. 
a few months ago when he was doing that panel and everything. He's like, oh, you might see it in, uh, you know, WrestleMania 40, like in Philly, or is it Philly? It's Philly, right? Yeah. yeah. Liberty Bell and shit. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've put matches that weren't necessarily like, oh, this doesn't belong in this show, on other shows, but, like, The Rock's first full-length match in over ten years... I mean, he had that match against Rowan, but he gave him one rock bottom, and then ended it. That, that match didn't count. <laughs> but, so, really, he hasn't had a full-length match since he faced Cena in the main events of WrestleMania 29. Yeah. So, are they going to not have a WrestleMania and instead do it there? I mean, do they really need him that bad? Here's the thing. What if Australia, that's the thing with some of the foreign countries, like, they pay, like, what if they pay a shitload of money so that they could see The Rock, like, on their soil? They might want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if, like, and that's the thing, what if he I wants... I mean, I'm sure they would want to, but... What if he wants to bring the attention to, like, that's the thing, but... It could also be kind of a... Yeah, you're going to have a match with, you know, Roman, you're going to have a match with a family member, but at the same time, it's kind of like a little bit of a getaway vacation for him, too. He gets to go to Australia on a trip. Mm. Not that The Rock wouldn't be able to do that, and I'm sure he hasn't done that filming movies and stuff, but it's still, it's kind of like, there is that added sort of like persuasion to, oh, you get to face Roman in Australia, to you get to face Roman in Philly, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, and like, here's it the does thing, feel if, if it's, time, if it's at WrestleMania 40, what happens with Cody, what happens with all of that? I know, that's what I'm kind of wondering too, like, and not that Cody isn't, like, he's obviously still going to hold the big belt at some point, it's going to happen, but like, it would almost feel kind of like a spite to him to not have him face Roman again this year at this point, because that's just what everybody has thought has been building this whole year. And he's even brought up periodically, like, my story, I've never got to finish my story yet, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it's like, well, is that still what the plan is, or is, has it moved? And I don't think Cody would miss out on a lot if he didn't face Roman at Mania for the belt at 40. Tactic, like, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that he is going to lose a lot because he's still going to hold that belt at some point. And he's still the top baby face in the company right now. Like, he's the merch mover. He's the one the kids fucking love. Like, he's still that guy, regardless if he faces Roman or not this year. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if... I mean, if Rock isn't the one, it's got to be Cody. So... I don't know what's I, and I don't know what you do with Cody if you don't have him face Roman though. That's the thing; she's got to be at, on Mania. And isn't the assumption it's Punk and, and Rollins of Mania mm-hmm. for Rollins' belt? Yeah. Well, that's what people are yeah, assuming is going to happen. I mean, what if like Rumble just fucks all these plans up and they do some crazy shit yeah. that you didn't expect? I'm almost guessing. I bet Roman gets the pin on, like, LA Knight, maybe, in the Fatal 4-Way. I guess it could be AJ. I don't see him pinning Orton, because... 
Orton's as credible as he is, and he's, you know, I mean, AJ is too. But That's like, the thing, though. AJ, I feel like, is at the point in his career now where he kind of just comes back when he's needed for big matches. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're doing a tournament, like, to determine, like, he came back for that tournament this year for the World Heavyweight Championship, then he faced Seth for the inaugural belt. Yeah. Seth won, then he disappeared for a while. And then, he, like, because he has the, what's that group? Him and the Meachins on it, the girl Meachin, then he's got Anderson and Gallows on in there. I forget what the name of that group is now, but they kind of are the ones doing a lot of the stuff now, and he sort of is just the guy that's like, he's the leader of the group, but he's not always there, and even when he is there, he's just, all right, you can go, you can go beat him, but you know, that kind of shit. He's he's veteran status in his career now for sure. I know, which it kind of sucks because I really wanted to see him hold another like championship there. I know? mean, he did get to hold the WWE belt, which is cool. Yeah, he had a pretty good couple runs with that. Still, that match with him and Cena at Rumble seventeen was mm-hmm. a great match. He had good match. He had really good matches with Samoa Joe there too, which was really cool to see yeah. after after seeing it in TNA so much, you know. And I thought him and Rollins' match at Night of Champions this last year was great. Like mm-hmm. when put in the right circumstance, you can really plug AJ Styles in anywhere, mm-hmm. and it'll work because he's kind of that talent that's like he's just a good wrestler. You know, AJ so and like, Seth, like, that's going to be a great match. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, expectations going. are going to be high for that, but rightfully so, because they're both just so good. Mm-hmm. And they've both been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Like, so they're both incredibly polished. Yeah, I would say his run in WWE is overall fair, because they got him in sort of the veteran stage of his career, but he still had... A lot of cool moments there. It has been inconsistent, but that's to be expected, especially in these later years, because he's getting older. He's a veteran of the game now. He's a lot of their guys that are more time on top family. are getting older. Yeah, like Punk's in his forties, and uh, you know AJ is. I mean, a lot of guys you don't even expect, like Finn's nearing forty. Damian Priest is in his forties. Mm-hmm. La Knight's forty. La Knight's yeah. Rollins Roman Reigns is, is there. older Roman's than you think he is. There. He's like 30, is he 38 or 37? I think him and Rollins are both around that age, aren't they? Rollins might be 39. That's wild. See, it just seemed like st- like time stood still for a while. And like Roman didn't age. You're like, oh yeah, he's 34, he's a little older than blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, it's like, no, he's fucking, he's 38. And he's going to turn 39 on May 25th. Yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, it doesn't, but it does. Seth is, look at that. Seth is 37, May 28th. He's turning 20 or 38. So, Roman is just over a year older than him. Yeah, so I mean, they're you know they're not young anymore either. That's they do have a new fresh crop of talent coming up, but like yeah, a lot of the 
established guys that are on top and in the main event right now. They're getting their due before they're going. You know, everybody's not as young as it seems like they no. were. Like Becky's thirty six. Well, it's it's an like it is getting like the roster is getting a little older now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just we're so used to them being the ages kind of that they were. Well, they're having they're all having 15, their 16, run 16, now. 17. Yeah, but they're eight years into that run. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you know, they're all. Like, a decade older, you know, seemingly. So it's like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, the Shield was what twenty thirteen. So they lasted from the end. They debuted like what the end of twenty twelve through half of fourteen. They were together. Yeah. So yeah, they had like a little over a year and a half together. The first run, and then had their like reunion and other shit, which was cool. Then Dean. Left became John Moxley again, which is probably best for him. Yeah, and I mean it. It worked out for him. Yeah. Yeah, AJ though. Yeah, I would say fair for his run because as inconsistent as it's been, he still held the major belts over there. He still had some matches with a high, like high praise and. I saw it after Tomlin over there. I mean, he's got to face Edge. He's got to face Mysterio. He got to face Cena. Cody you know. Rhodes, 38, June 30th, turns 39. Yep. They're all up there. Yeah. But a lot of times now, it takes those years and years and years of learning TV being polished. Well, like yeah, you have to be the... In the ring. It takes a while to They're, be as polished as they are week to week. He even said in his Stone Cold like interview, like his the podcast for Austin's, you know, uh, Broken Skull and shit. He's like, you know, average uh, <coughs> these days, at least average like kind of uh, maturity or peak as a pro wrestler. Assuming you get in it pretty young, not like way too young, but he said <coughs> thirty six to forty two, like. Prime for the you know yeah. and forty is not necessarily a fucking spring chicken like they're pretty no but like nowadays too with modern sports Bodies. medicine and stuff they yeah. you can hold up in the sport longer yeah yeah but especially if like you said if they're polished in ring and they know how to it, take a bomb I could even see it lasting into like your if you're forty five or forty you know, say yeah. like something like that I mean hell you got legends come back having matches in their fifties now. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's the big thing. Not that guys aren't good when they're twenty four, twenty five, twenty eight, twenty. You know, whatever. Well, some guys are. A lot of guys get just way better. Yeah. No wasted motions. More polished in the ring. Smarter. Uh, what's the word? Fucking. Um, you know, like a smarter psychologist in the savvy. ring. Yeah. yeah, and you're just, it's just, you become way better overall. Well, yeah, that's you the thing. You might be able to do more crazy shit when Yeah, you're when younger. you're young, you're agile, but and you like, take the risks, and some of your stuff, you find, your matches do look intense and high-powered, but you yeah. become more of an all-around talent more, the older you, you get. You, like, iron is sharpened. Yeah. Like, you're fucking getting... The thing is also you're finding out... You learn the business. You're also finding out what is getting over and what you can do to get more over. And, like, you're probably not thinking about this. You get to polish your character for years, Mm -hmm. you know? You're, for the first long time in your career, you're more so, like, the first ten years for most people, they're just trying to get efficient enough to be believable in the ring and shit. They're not necessarily, like, a finely tuned character 
or have the strongest connection in the world with the crowd yet. Yeah. <laughs> There's exceptions, obviously. Rock had an early connection with the crowd. Uh, MJF obviously already does, mm-hmm. but there's people that hit it early. They just get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't happen for everybody. So no. Well, we're on the topic anyways, kind of wrestling. You want to do my topic here? Yeah. I don't think we really got to talk about it uh, yet, but we saw it. Did we? Yeah, we haven't brought it up as a topic, though. The Iron Claw, the new movie, following the Von Erich story. Yeah, it was good. It was Man, damn good. Some movie reviewers that I follow on YouTube, well, I originally started following them because they talked a lot of horror, and I was like, oh, you know, so I started following their pages, but they just talk movies in general. And, like, both of them that I follow quite a bit, uh, Sean Chandler and Cody Leach, they both had... The Iron Call and their top ten movies of the year. And like neither of them are even like big wrestling fans. They're just like that was just such a well done story and it like it was so hard hitting and emotional and like you actually like because you you felt the love and connection and the brotherhood there, you know. I think all four guys that played the four brothers did a tremendous fucking job. Like yeah. in the you know, within it, like, showing their bond and everything. And, like, I think that's part of it, too, because it was, like, about the family who were wrestlers, but about, like, showing their bond. And I think that kind of made... And and keep in mind, like, this isn't a story script written out of the fucking blue thin air. Like, this shit all really happened, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Not saying a point or two or or a few couldn't have been... Done up or exaggerated well, in some like way, that in but that exactly yeah. that's the way it is in movies sometimes. But, but it was the story that it was. The brothers, really oh yeah, the brothers, <laughs> the the tragedy, the suicides, the fucking heartbreak, all the stuff that they went through, like that shit all happened. So it's yeah. like, I. So I mean, I think that that was the important thing. Is like, and they did it. They, I think they paid it. With respect to some degree, I think like when are we Mike Cox like we were talking at the at the theater about that and stuff and like I feel like they or even Cody said the same thing. It's like I think that they told you, but they also kind of kept in mind that most people that went to go see it probably knew some of the story, and like they kind of gave it respect. They gave it respect in the sense of like they weren't going to necessarily be too graphic. When they didn't have to be. I mean, it was a true story, and yeah. they're surviving people that know knew these people. Yeah. Specifically, Kevin, who's oh, like, yeah. you're not gonna show Carrie fucking shoot himself with a gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or Mike, or any of these things. Like, they did show that scene of Mike dumping all those pills in his mouth. That was pretty fucked too. But like. They don't, yeah, they didn't show the death on screen. You just, they didn't have to, though, you know, because it still hit. There was still that emotion. You knew it happened without having to see it. Same even with Carrie's losing of his foot, you know. They didn't show that, but it was like him just. You could tell. Kind of driving recklessly on that motorcycle, and the next scene was him just with the crutches. 
you knew you could tell something was just even from that bad gonna happen. Like the the lights were out, he's just like, I think I'm gonna get all fucked up. He's like, I think I'm gonna go out for a ride. Yeah, and blah. But like after he won that belt from Flair and shit, it was like, dude. But I mean, he still got a job in WWE. But the thing is, everybody was able to kind of see that he wasn't quite what he was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But he was the only well, one. It took that made him a it while there. to even learn how to work with that. Yeah. Anyways. That's honestly wild that he was able to. Yeah. Not easily. I mean, he was doing a lot of pain pills and shit. No. Yeah, oh yeah. To drown that out, too. But yeah, I thought that that movie was really well done. It and really it, was. It also was like the familial love, but also like. The. The toxic, almost fatherly love to where, like, he was almost too harsh and hard on him at times. And his, I feel like Fritz's, or his pull, his, very, yeah, he, he had such a pull. Like, they all just did everything to try to make him proud of them, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, in his mind, their dreams were his dream. Like, he... He wanted them to be the heavyweight champions, so that's what they were going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, he did have love for them, but it was just, it, he didn't represent that the best way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there was a lot of dynamics playing in that movie. A I just, I still just think the weakest part of it was that dude that played Flair. Oh, yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, that so well. Some of just the representations of other wrestlers from that era was kind of goofy, anyways. But like, most of them were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But like, once Flair came on, it was like, oh no. Well, they should have never gave him that locker room scene. Like, you could have had him have the match in the ring, and it wouldn't have looked that bad if you would have just had him talk. Yeah. To him, like one on one after the match. That's when it was kind of like, oh. Well, that promo that he was given, too, it was like, it was, the it was vocal kind of funny. pattern and the delivery was nothing like the way Ric Flair actually fucking yeah. did it. I saw several posts about that, how they, like, people were alluding to, they're like, Will Farrell could have played a better yeah. Ric Flair than that guy did. <laughs> he basically did, and he spun it down. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of funny. I mean, that was a fucked up Ric Flair, if that was the Ric Flair, but... <laughs> this is the kind of stuff we do in here Yeah, like he's trying to grab his balls Or that just shit at the plantation house That was all oh, fucked yeah. up <laughs> Oh yeah But yeah, I I mean, it. I feel like from movie critics And movie, avid movie goers And mm -hmm. people that just like to go see new movies And review them and do that, that kind of stuff like Iron Claw is on all those people's radar because they're like wow this is a pretty well told story but like to the average Joe I don't feel like it's it's not a blockbuster yeah. on the year you know what I mean I feel it, that too it wasn't Oppenheimer it wasn't Barbie it wasn't something that like got over to the point where everybody's talking about a it a lot of people that's what I'm saying like it, I think it's praised by the right you know, in a lot of ways, the right people that were passionate and want to see that Tory be told or be told. Um, but I also think that it's no matter how good it was because of its subject matter, 
it's going to kind of fly under the radar. So, I mean, I think it's underrated. Yeah, I'd if probably anything, say that probably. Too. I mean, it's I it got like... the love from the people you'd think it should get the love from. Yeah. But I think it's still going to fly under compared to a lot of the People are the saying movies. they think that it may be the best pro wrestling movie there is. I've been hearing talk of that now, too. Yeah. That's debatable, but it is really good. I feel like Iron Claw and Godzilla Minus One were these two movies that nobody saw coming at the end of the year that people are just like yeah. really talking about. Like people like, were ready to damn good. Like people were ready to wrap the year and shit, yeah. and like it wasn't necessarily thought of that there were going to be some really and those good films. two and those two were ones too that nobody really knew about until later on in the year until they were almost released and they're like oh these movies are coming out soon you're like oh fuck Mm. in godzilla that one was like post kong versus godzilla huh it well it's a actually japanese film godzilla it's like a japanese it's not a continuation of any of it yeah it's not like hollywood story it's just a one-off japanese godzilla story oh shit but i've heard that it's like the best representation of godzilla ever Pretty much, because it's a story where you care about the main characters, is what everybody's saying. Like, most Godzilla movies, you're just ready to see Godzilla again, you yeah. know? But, like, this one, you, like, care about the characters. When Godzilla shows up, you're actually kind of like, oh, fuck, no. He's going to fuck these guys up, like, because you're invested in the people in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Monster movies do kind of have a, a bad... They're not great at doing that most of the time. Because most of the time when you go to a monster movie, you're just wanting to see the monster. You give a fuck about the people. <laughs> it's like, show me King Kong, man. Who cares about this guy fucking driving around in a boat? <laughs> Kong? Remember that time Godzilla fucked King Kong's world up? Isn't there going to be another one of them this year? Yeah, I think it's supposed to... I thought they were supposed to, like, fight Mecha Godzilla, or maybe not They him. did maybe, that. Like, <laughs> and Godzilla versus Kong. I know. <laughs> I thought maybe they were going to fight somebody else. I don't know. How many other things are they going to be, you know? There's going to be a Mecha Kong this time. <laughs> um... But yeah, I would say underrated. I really want to see it again, honestly, but I don't know if yeah. I'm going to wait till streaming. Or Yeah, I feel like that's that's one that I'll show some people. Yeah. Like, I might show that to Haley and maybe my parents or my dad or something at some point. Like, that is one that even the common person that's not a wrestling fan can still get pulled into the family drama of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the... You care about the brothers in the story. You're really oh, yeah. What do you got? Your wrap-up here. Okay, I got one. Take you uh, fucking... Throw one into left field here. What do you think? Of fishing. Fishing? This can be... In, I mean, this can be on a boat, stationary, on land, pretty much anywhere, but... Well, around here, I think it gets quite a bit of praise. I don't know if it's that way everywhere, but being from the Midwest, people like to fish. Oh, yeah. It gets... As soon as it starts to get a little warm out, the fishing poles are out. I haven't been fishing in probably four or five years. Yeah, I'm... I'm 
typically more of a hunter than a fisher. Like, even if I go with where I meet up with people that are fishing, I don't mm-hmm. cast a rod most of the time. I'll hang out by the pond. It is relaxing, and it is, like, a good time, though, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, it's enjoyable. I mean, it is a really chill experience. It's a lot like hunting. Like, you just chill out there in nature, and you wait for something to happen, you know? And the, it's like the serenity and the peace of just taking it all in around you as yeah. you're chilling. For that aspect, I definitely don't say it's overrated. Like, because mm-hmm. it's just such a simple pastime that. Just waiting on something to bite. It's so. It's really like, I mean, unless you're a fish, I guess, but it's really generally harmless, too. Like, mm-hmm. I know people that own private land and have lakes. They're probably like, bullshit, people fucking sneaking into my property and trying to fucking. <laughs> take my fish but even then it's like yeah. they're not doing anything reckless on your property at least like they're just chilling by the pond unless you like throw some firecrackers in there boom <laughs> <laughs> I'm going fishing <laughs> just cherry bomb the lake <laughs> shit just floats to the top you just take the net out <laughs> hell yeah uh, no, I mean, yeah, I would say it's fair because I I do think that it gets a lot of praise. Like, it's really an activity where there's like the peace of doing nothing mm. is really what it is. Like you're doing something once a fish bites, but until then you're just chilling. If you're alone. Sometimes, like, those are one of those activities, like hunting and fishing, it's better to do alone. I mean, if you go with somebody else, that can be kind of fun, I guess, mm. if you do a little date or whatever, but, like, I want to fish a little bit away from you, if we're going to fish, because mm. then we can't be too close, because the lines will tangle and shit anyways, plus, you need to spread out. You take this part of the pond, you can get that fish, o- the fish over there, and I'll get the fish over here, you know? Same with hunting. You can't hunt too close together. You can't fish too close together. Yeah. It's like meant to be a solitary. You can go and go on like a trip. Activity. Activity. Like, uh... Yeah. I mean, you can hang out around the campo, but the actual activity of it is a pretty alone activity. Mm-hmm. It's fair, though, because I feel like a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I would say. Really dig it. I would definitely say it was fair or like and pr- like if it had to like lean one way I would probably say it's more underrated than overrated honestly I'm not saying it is I th- I'd think probably say fair um, but, but I think that? it's maybe maybe and that's part of it is like still it's between all the other shit that there is to do mm-hmm. nowadays I wouldn't necessarily say underrated but maybe like how we've segued before and said maybe it's underappreciated Especially with how much noise and how much, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, I mean, maybe it isn't here, but it could so be like, yeah, on in a lot of other... a pond for yeah. a minute. And maybe it is in a lot of other parts of, you know, America or really even the world, but like... I mean, yeah, you can fish in any body of water. You can fish in the mm-hmm. ocean, a lake, a pond, a river. You can go ice fishing. Dude, I want to go ice fishing. Like little shack. Like red? Dude, they, the shacks look dope. Because yeah, they're just oh yeah, out just... <laughs> on a frozen-ass lake. You got a little hole in the shack. The shack's heated. 
You have bunk yeah. beds in there, a little kitchen to make shit. You can just hang out in this little shack. You could just hang your pole right there for a yeah. second and make some food if you want to. You just gotta watch the pole. And if the pole starts to move, you're like, oh fuck, I got something. Yeah. That would be a good time. <laughs> yeah, I... Dude, I was gonna say, have you seen that video? It was a while back, because you know they have, like, fishing competitions. You take home, like, a big cash prize. Like, the fishers mm-hmm. that sign up for the contest, you have to pay a fee to enter. And, like, then the pot is however many fishers are in, and then the winners, usually the most weight or the biggest length, like, they each get a prize or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was some dude that, like, was going to multiple fishing tournaments and cheating. I'm like, how the fuck, dude? This guy, like, somehow he had a bunch of steel balls, like little steel balls, in the stomach of this fish. Or in the inside of the fish. They cut the fish open and, like, dumped all these steel balls out of this fish. <laughs> this guy, because it got him the biggest weight yeah. of any fish. And, like, dude, these fishers, the people that are in fishing tournaments, they take that shit serious as fuck. Like, when they found out this dude was cheating... Like, the way that these people acted, they are like, You motherfucker! You piece of shit! They were, like, fucking, like, getting in his face and shit. I would have been like, grab the shit, we gotta get the fuck out of here right now. Like, that looks like moments away from a mob mentality about to happen. And, I mean, I get it, though, I guess. If If there's, like, a ten grand cash prize... And some motherfuckers up there cheating, it'll it'll piss you off. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you're actually trying to like compete honorably. And yeah, especially if you did have a really big ass fish that had a chance at maybe winning it, and then this son of a bitch put steel balls in his fish, you'd be like, you. So what they do? Asshole. They take his title away? Oh yeah. And oh. I think they call other competitions. And shit. He got banned from like. Doing oh yeah, that. I'm sure. That was a video that went viral, like, a couple years back, I think. That's wild. He getting banned from a fishing tournament. <laughs> what if he got banned nationwide? They just put his name out there. Yeah. It's like, Aaron Goldstein, never allowed <laughs> in another fishing tournament. <laughs> Damn. Well, it's about that time. Yep. This was our... First episode of 2024, baby. It was a good one. It really, yeah, I think so. Quite a bit. I think so, too. Um, We got some big episodes coming up. We got a lot of football to talk here soon, too, because uh, we're getting into some serious fucking games, and by the time we're in our next episode, we'll have already seen some of those results play out that we talked about earlier, so. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it's a we'll wild card weekend is one of the most exciting weekends. Oh, yeah, well. Because there's so much. And I feel like in years past, it was kind of, and I mean, I could even be wrong saying this, but it, it seemed like it was kind of, uh, you're like, oh, this is going to go this way, this is going to go that way. And, and they seemed fairly, like, I think last year I even predicted, like, maybe five out of the six right or something like that. But this year, man, I it looks who knows what yeah. the fuck could happen because a lot of these the upsets don't 
necessarily seem like they'd be quite upset. Yeah, a lot of the lower-seeded teams are on more of a hot streak than a lot of the yeah. higher-seeded so, teams. So, like, if some of the better record teams have faltered and somebody else has got something going on, it's like, it's like this feels like an underdog because of the way they played most yeah, of the year. the record and the seeding. But, but besides that... And, and, like, here's the thing. If the teams that have murdered it in the regular part of the season... Is like this is a different ball game, because now this isn't just a regular bullshit fucking regular season game. This is NFL know, playoffs your, your are high ass, stakes. It's one and done. Your ass is on the line. <laughs> so it's like, and not everybody can handle that. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll it, see what happens. Literally, it you can't afford to have a bad game and a bad performance no. now. Like no, it's, if you do, you're done. It's so. oh yeah, it's over. So we'll see what happens. But, ladies and gentlemen, we hope everybody's taken care of. Thanks for joining us to uh, start another year's adventure here at the beginning in January. Um, Hope everybody's taken care out there. Stay warm, stay safe. Watch out for those fucking nasty roads. Whenever you listen to this, I'm sure we're going to get some nasty weather in this winter. Oh, yeah. January and February is always when we get hit. Oh, yeah. And it's already happening in the first 10 days of January, so. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we will see you guys on episode 116. Take care of yourselves out there. We will see you next time.